Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Legion of Myth live stream, episode number 176, coming at you the 18th of August, 2018. I am your first host, Alex Garthon Marsh. With me, as always, is Brett Heathen Dog Grissomer. How are you Hello. this fine day, Mr. Grissomer? I'm well, and I hope everyone watching is well. I hope we all find you that way. And, uh... Uh, today uh, is a is a banner day for me. And how is that? Say. I successfully put together an IKEA product with no missing or extra parts. It was amazing. You know they actually ship those with extra parts, right? Well, apparently I used them or lost them. <laughs> I'm, 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 just, I'm just proud that everything everything fits, everything works, and nothing's left over. Either I'm way, really we're happy. calling it a victory. Yes, calling it a victory. Ah, have you done anything exciting this week? Well, you apparently you saw put together a heathen dog thing. Well, yeah, the, the uh, IKEA has been having shipping issues for the last two weeks, like throughout all of northeastern United States. So, oh. uh, it took like four days to get it. They should ship those meatballs; those are good. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that that was pretty much my my whole week. Um, let's see what else. Duncan said he wrote Lieutenant Tardigrade into another mission. You find his fort and a note. I hope it's a tree fort. Tell me it's a tree fort. <laughs> Lieutenant Tardigrade needs a tree fort. Oh, that'd be awesome. Wait, wait, what, what about you? Uh, you were just telling me about, uh, about your wife and children are gone, and there's a revolving door of, of uh, women of the night just coming in and out of your home. Well, right. they didn't leave so much. They aren't gone so much, just left me. And, you know, I don't blame them, honestly. <laughs> they, they, they are now in a better place. Oh, God. Now it sounds like you killed them. They're in Phoenix. What? Come on. <laughs> visited my mom. It's nice there. A better place. What? Underneath my basement. I don't have a basement. This is Virginia Beach. You dig a basement, next to you have a you have an indoor pool. That's what you have. You don't have a basement. Or you have a watery grave. Yeah, one or the other. <laughs> but, yeah, that's, that's how it is here. So, but no, I've been mainly... Let's see. Cleaning, working, doing yard work. Um, yeah, nothing exciting. Ate a lot of chicken bulgogi. Did a lot of that. So, okay. Yeah, my my week has been insanely boring, and filled with uh, hardships. And I kind of and I miss my family, because I'm old oh. and that happens to you. Wait, wait, how long have they been gone? Oh, I don't know, three, four days. Yeah, no, I'm I, kidding. It's been a week. It's been over a week now. Over a week? Oh, okay, okay, yeah. But well, yeah, and you got to remember, the week before that, I was in... Uh, that's true, yeah. I was in Duncan Land. Yes, you were in Duncan Land just before that. So, yeah, okay, okay, just I get it. If it was, if it was like two there. or three days, he's like, I miss my family. I, 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 I'd I, snatch your man nah, card away. Kicking around two weeks right now. All right, all right, that's that's better. Yes, right. yes it is. But, you know, that's all right. Because you know what? Do you know what makes me feel better? What's that? Oh, my gosh, someone didn't fill in the comics. Who didn't do that? <laughs> I don't know who could have that been. Uh, I blame Heathen Dog. Okay. All right. So, in our segments this week, in Heathen Dog's Heathen Dogma, and on the stream is how not to summon a demon lord, and in another world with my smartphone. Exactly. Now, these uh, these two anime have uh, more than just being on Hulu in common. The, the the main character is completely overpowered for the world they were in, and they're both not in their original world for different right. reasons, but still. Fair enough. So it's a theme. And in Garthon's comic poll, we have three mystery comics, which I did not want to reveal until it happens because yes. it's kind of funny. So I recommend fun. comic two. Woo! <laughs> Mind blower. <laughs> uh, no, you no. It's I want I. 
we'll get to the joke later. So, uh, in the RNG, Heathen Dog wants to talk about uh, Europe, uh, Louisiana, what? and mods, the modern game. <laughs> what? You don't want to talk about Louisiana joining the European Union? That would be a, that would be a thing, wouldn't it? That would be. Yep. It's like, ah, we don't need Britain. We got we got Louisiana. That, I'd, I'd do the same thing. You got the Brexit, and you got the Louisianter. And uh, they'll sit there like, oh, we seem to have lost the British faction. Yeah, well, what do okay. we do? Let's, let's, they're kind of French in Louisiana, right? Oh, yeah, Jean-Mi, tell you what. Mm-hmm, this would be good. Fine, <laughs> good enough. You're in. <laughs> I thought you said they were French. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Gundam Unicorn Tears. Yes, I saw that. I saw, I saw Gundam Unicorn. I couldn't bring myself to actually watch it. Wait, wait. Is that like? You know, it's a thing. It's a real thing. Is it like a parody thing, or is I it don't like know. a real series? I have no idea. I saw it. And I went, nope. Click. I was gone. I was gone from Gundam Unicorn. Gone. Gundam is weird, anyway. Gundam is strange. There's been some good Gundam series, but Gundam Wing. Gundam Wing, that's my favorite. Gundam Wing is good. But, you know, they All always... Right. The War is Bad theme gets hammered really hard in Gundam. It's true. Even yeah. though, like, the whole thing is war. It's like Thor, glorious war and giant yeah. robots and explosions. Yeah. But it also yeah. lets you know everyone at the end is sad. Yes. <laughs> no one is ever happy. We won, but we don't feel like we won because we had to kill, like, thousands of people to do it. It's like, right. dude, that's how you win, man. Sorry. The princess is dead. What was even the war for? Well, you know, mm. that's... Kind of the princess's fault, isn't it? Well, she's dead yeah. now. That's well, not happening. Too bad. There's, there's always another princess. There's always another princess. That's why you keep yeah. going to the next castle, Mario. <laughs> We'd like to thank our current top subscribers uh, through Twitch: Emily Games, Baldahar Delaying, Gray Fox Soda, Sean Butts, Raves Layer, Bula Da Da Da, Giren, this guy. Oh, when Silverman, Pax Veronica, Von Zark, what's else? Seventy-three through Patreon: Hicks Two Hundred Six, Sheriff Salgarian. Thank you very much. Oh, we forgot about uh, Cthulhu Law. He's also a Twitch Cthulhu friend. Law. We love Cthulhu Law. Why is he yes, not on this list? I don't know. I blame someone who's not me. Max Leo. Yes, I blame Max. Good choice. Good choice. Good choice for the blame. He's not here right now. As always, if you like, subscribe, comment. We love you guys. Doug says, what's this? An okay ending? I'm sending you guys from King of Mars. No. <laughs> uh, also, Australia's got Baldahar. The Elder Wars Island. He the dogs. They do it again. Spectre Fire. We know you know who you are. We love you. All right. Always be sure to like, subscribe, awesome. comment. <laughs> uh, through Twitch, Twitter, YouTube. Lots of ways to consume the Legion of Myth and become all-powerful. Because we all know once you consume one's enemy, you gain their power. Exactly. That's the way the Vikings did it. Just eat his heart, not mine. Was it the Vikings who did it? I'm pretty sure there was a Viking. Or is it the Samurai? Yeah, the Samurai, the samurai ate their victims' hearts, right? That's what they did. That was Mayans. I don't know. Is that the Mayans? I, I thought they just killed people to make the sun rise. Or is or, that the Quakers? Or fall or harvest or, you know. Or something. Oh, something. They, oh, they, I don't they, know. They, they killed folk for a lot of reasons. Or is that the British? I can never keep it straight. Klingons did it too. Oh, I Don't believe control. the Klingons. That makes more sense. And as always, you get the audio version through SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play Music, and find podcast aggregators everywhere. Subscribe, support Legion of Myth, get our gear, get our shirts, be cool. We'll tell you about that later. Ugh. Get on camera. Ugh, stretch him out, buddy. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> all right. Uh, now, ladies and gentlemen, let's all feel better about ourselves because we have a disclaimer to protect all of us. Let's go. Let's hit this the thing. opinions expressed this episode are solely the opinions of the individual host or commentator and are not representative of the entire Legion of Myth organization. 
while we make an effort to provide a family-friendly atmosphere. There may be the occasional use of foul or even offensive language. Thank you for your understanding and continued viewership. Like, subscribe, comment. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I want to bring you something. It is a gift. In our lives, we receive many gifts, birthday gifts, perhaps a wedding gift, perhaps a best friend gift, perhaps even a Valentine's gift from a lover that we did not know we even had, which sparks a lifetime together of bliss. But my friends, the greatest gift you can give to someone else is knowledge. Knowledge of joy they can bring themselves. And he who brings knowledge, the enkindler of flame, the enkindler of your loins is now here with Heathen Dogs, Heathen Dogma, anime on the stream. Oh, thank you, sir. Hello, everyone. Heathen Dog here, and uh, we're going to do anime on the stream. Today, we, like I said earlier, we have two anime, both of them of the same vein, and both of them can be found on Hulu. But let's get to the first one. First one, how not to summon a demon lord. It starts off with uh, in, in the genre, the trapped in the game genre. Uh, Takuma Sakamoto is a, a shut-in gamer. He doesn't socialize with anyone. I, it, it didn't get into how he survived because you didn't see anyone but him in his completely dark room. Fair enough. Playing the video game and this video game called Cross Reverie. Now, in this game, he is the most powerful character. Woohoo! He has, he has ground this game to the dust. And so, so much so, he is called the Demon Lord Diablo. He, uh, and he has his own castle, and players come to challenge him, and he ruins them all. Just ruins them. Well, if you have nothing now, better to do. What's that? If you have nothing better to do, it's fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, uh, what happens, uh, while he was playing the game, suddenly he appeared in a world very much like Cross Reverie, summoned by these two by by these two girls and then hijinks ensue i'll get into the hijinks ensue as soon as i get into the details of the anime directed by yuta murano written by kazuyuki Fudiyasu. Fudiyasu? i'm gonna go with that music by yusuke kato studio ajido animation works Licensed by Funimation. Original networks, obviously, Japan loves throwing... Lots of networks. Anime on all networks everywhere. Uh, original run is now. It's brand new. July 5th, uh, 2018 to oh, present. That is very uh, new. From what I understand, Hulu uh, broadcasts it a day or two after it airs in Japan. So it's brand new. The plot reminds me a lot of... What was that one about the... Uh... Overlord. Yeah, Overlord. Yes, yeah. very much so. Very much so. Yes, thank you good uh seven episodes so far and you can watch it on hulu now let's get into the main character main character uh takuma sakamoto slash diablo uh shut in mmo gamer this is him this is one of the only screenshots i could grab of of him in real life but before he got jumped in the game this is apparently what he does this is it all right like i said grace of god go i exactly he is <laughs> yeah yeah well, the only the other reason you're not like this is because your wife that's it that is exactly it yes exactly it uh now he he's called the demon lord diablo even though in, in even in the game he's he's not he's not a demon he's a human he just you know calls himself that and he wears demon horns just because you know, yeah why not? like a cosmetic thing why not and uh he's the greatest gamer in the game called cross reverie which is also the most popular game of the time now, uh, like I said, he was anti. He is antisocial. He never really interacted with the way, real world. He, the only way he interacted through the world is through the game, and he acted like 
the demon lord Diablo. So when people ask a question, he would answer like, uh, you answer like he would think uh, a is demon it, lord would be. He's like, puny human, thou knowest exactly. not. Plebeian fool, you know, stuff like that. He would say junk like that. So like, oh, so, just like me at work. There you go, yeah. yeah. So now he's in the game. All right. And we uh, the next side, we, we see him. He This is what he actually looks like in the game. Uh, summoners brought in front of the world to theirs. Now this world, like I said, amazingly similar, not exactly right, but similar to the game Cross Reverie. He appears as his avatar, as his as as the per, as the game, you know, the guy who's playing in the game, with all of his powers intact, including the ability to reflect magic back on his attackers. Now this is important from from episode one, because the summoning worked. But once he was in the world, the second part of the summoning was the binding. Well, the binding was reflected back on the casters. So the the two women ended up being slave bound to him. Ah. So that ended. That ended badly for them. Bad for them, but, you know, pretty good for him. I mean, all right. All right. Sure. Let's, 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 let's take a look at him. I mean, uh, the, well, first take the new world. Cross Reverie, but not Cross Reverie. Right. The landscape, lore, yeah. and magic are basically the same. All right. Uh, the uh, the uh, prince, the, the the royal family of the Elven Kingdom, their their surname is Greenwood. You know, I mean, the, the, the place where he was summoned actually exists in the game of Cross Reverie and is for high-level summoning. Stuff like that. That's the same. The big difference is the world's average player power level, all right? Now, the reason being is because there is no resurrection mechanic or or resurrection magic. You don't just, uh, when you die, you don't uh, revive no, at a respawn. cathedral or respawn somewhere at, at, a, at a save point or something. You just die. So people don't risk their lives that much. So him being level 150 which is the which is the the max level for the game at the time he was playing is faced with people adventurers on average level 35 or 40 oh that's going to be kind of a joke it is a super joke super joke now being the most powerful being anyone has ever seen he gets dragged into a whole bunch of stuff that he doesn't want to do it you know like i said he's antisocial. he just wants to go home there's way too many people around here and he's stuck with these girls because they won't leave him alone. I mean, he can order them through the power of the binding collars to sit there forever while he walks away, but he doesn't know the lay of the land. I mean, he doesn't know how to get home. He isn't, he isn't really sure how he even got there. He's not quite sure of all the rules. Exactly. So he follows them because he's got no other choice. You know, literally no choice. Then let's let's take a look at, uh, at the, these two girls first one is is rem galu she's pantherian which is a human panther hybrid so she's a cat girl yeah she's a cat girl yeah and uh she was one of the two summoners who summoned diablo and this uh, the spell rebounded you can see the enslavement collar on her neck that's a that that's a telltale sign that you are bound to somebody uh she's a very reserved she doesn't open up to others because she has a secret that she learned a long time ago if she tells people people go mm -hmm. yeah i left all of the ovens on i gotta go and they and she never sees him again 
So she keeps that secret and that she's become a reserved and very kind of dour person. But she requires someone of great power to help her fix this problem she has. That's why she just why she tried to to summon know, someone powerful enough to take summon, care of a problem. Exactly. And she ended up summoning, you know, a demon lord from well, he says he's a demon lord from another dimension. That's what that's his that's his line. Yeah. It, that's what he says he is. Not entirely inaccurate. No, not entirely inaccurate. Now uh, she only teamed up with the other side of the summoning because she needed a second for the summoning spell. For, for a summoning spell this powerful, she needed kind of like a, a, a group summon. Righto. Yeah, and uh, this next character, Shara, uh, Shara L. Greenwood, was is a budding adventurer. Beginning. She hasn't even been uh, assessed yet by the local adventuring guild. But she had some skill, and so... <laughs> She was be she was able to be duped to be part of this uh, part of the summoning ritual. Now, uh, she fled her elven homeland because she wanted to live a life that she wanted. She didn't want to be bound by by the elven rules. Now, I told you earlier that the that the surname for the elven royalty is Greenwood, and she's the princess of that land. She fled. She yeah. didn't want to because uh, you find out later that. Uh, her princessly duties were to have babies and oh, shut up. Well, heck with that. Yeah, she didn't want to just have babies and shut her hole. She wanted to, you know, see the world, live live a life, all that cool cool stuff. That's right. And of course, you can tell by the collar that she's also bound by the rebounded enslavement spell. Yes. It really this is not she's not too bothered by it. Her old situation was a lot worse. And Diablo doesn't use it. Like, he's not you know, ordering he, around or telling her to be yeah. a princess and make babies. Exactly. He's not ordering around tell, telling her to do stuff that she doesn't want to do. So she's fine with it. Like, all right. This is still better than how I had it. Yeah, so, yeah can't complain. Yay, team. <laughs> now, um, oh, I forgot. Uh, earlier, I want to do a clip. Uh, we could do a clip right now. Do a clip right now. This is uh, uh, clip number one for... Uh, and here he go. Okay. Come full salamander. Oh yes, this is how how uh, underpowered this whole thing is. He says this is the, the so powerful summon, and oh, it's a level thirty summon. Like that's so really? weak, though. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of kaboom. And that's it. <laughs> I mean, it looked really impressive. It looked right? impressive. Yeah. He tried. Yeah, he gave it a shot. Gave it a shot. It did absolutely nothing. Now, uh, the main antagonists uh, for this so far, like I said, it's only seven episodes in, are, are the Fallen. Now, it doesn't really explain them so much yet. What we do know is they're very powerful. All right. Everyone's super afraid of them. Right. All right. They hate humans. They want to exterminate humans. They want to resurrect their demon, their demon lord. Well, you got to have goals to rule over the land. So all of the fallen rule, rule everywhere, and all other races die horrible yeah, death, sure. yeah, in, in, in a fire or whatever. And their individual forms don't seem to have a rhyme or reason. I mean, they're all animal based, humanoid animal based, and they're all super big and super powerful, and stuff like that. In fact, the 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 king of the land where where diablo was summoned 
uh, got to be king Conan-like by defeating several fallen single-handedly. Several, I mean like five or seven all by himself. And uh, Diablo is faced with an army of over a hundred fallen and a grand lieutenant fallen. And uh, clip number two shows how he handled that. Kaboom. It's a big star. Oh no, it, it, it starts like, oh, is that it? It's a little ball, is, is that it? Really, little ball? And then- It lands on the ground. Squish. Kaboom. <laughs> <laughs> that is impressive. Goodbye, army. <laughs> Goodbye, bridge. Goodbye, all the water that was under the bridge. <laughs> Good night, bridge. Good night, old lady under the bridge. Hope there were no trolls under the bridge because <laughs> they lost their house and their lives. They were starting a ferry service or something. Yes. So, yeah, that's his power level. The, 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 the lieutenant that he was facing up until then. Uh, he wanted to gauge the, the 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 leader of that army is a you know, chief lieutenant of the former demon lord, and he was fighting her, dodging every single one of one of her attacks, and saying, "Okay, she's pretty good. She's what about level eighty? I wonder what happened if I let her hit me." And uh, she she uses her extreme, her super duper move, her finisher move, and he he took three finisher move hits in a row. And he's like, huh, this is what damage feels like. Hmm, okay. <laughs> Not serious kinda, damage, obviously. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was more like bruising, like light bruising. He like shrugged his shoulder, cricked his neck, said, okay, is that what you got? Was that it? That's because yeah. got you a little worried. Like, oh, actually kind of, yeah, that kind of was. That kind of was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, uh, he, yeah, he got a message from the battle vents of the, of the fortress he was defending that, uh, that the uh, uh, the fallen that I have pictured here mm -hmm. snuck into the city and was trying to kill the uh, the head of the mage association who has a barrier over the city so so the fallen armies cannot freely enter. So killing her would drop the shield and that's why the fallen army was trying to besiege that particular entry point. Hey, good plan. Yeah, until Diablo came around. Well, and yeah took out the army and then he used a, a teleport spell to which which is unknown in this cross reverie no one has that spell only he does mm -hmm. he, he, he the ability to teleport to the last town you were at that's convenient which, which is common in mmorpg right, right but they don't have that here he does it he does though so he teleported back and he uh quickly dispatched this fallen and then he's like, wow, you killed a fallen. You're amazing. And then uh, uh, Shira, who was there at the battlements, was like, no, no, you don't get it. No, no, no. no. I'm going to tell you what really happened. And everyone was like, <laughs> like what? Yeah, something like that. So the, that, the thing that was, about that was... thing you said about taking the uh, the finishing move reminds me, kind of an off-topic story, not really. But um, if, have you ever heard George Foreman talk about when he fought Muhammad Ali? It's actually great because George Foreman's a great storyteller, but tell us about how they get in the ring and Ollie's been just antagonizing for weeks, calling him a gorilla, saying he's an idiot, or, you know, and so you just can't wait to beat the crap out of Ali. So he gets sure. in there and he starts beating the crap out of Ali. If you ever watch the fight, like the first couple rounds, George is just destroying him, right? Sure. Kind of like the end. Eventually George just lays in with like the best punch he has, just wham, and Ali almost goes down. He gets back up, they lock, end up locking up, and Ollie whispers in his ear, that all you got, George? 
And he, it's funny because when George Ford, George Ford tells the story, he stops. He says, and all I could think that was, actually, yeah, that that's, that was that's it. about <laughs> it. And after that, Ali started whooping my ass. <laughs> 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 and he has a big I... old smile on his face while telling the story, too. That's funny. Yeah. That is... Gives him his best punches, his best stuff for two rounds. Just leads in. That the best you got, George? Yeah, that 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 is actually. <laughs> just that's what he thought, and then he lost. Just broke yeah. his will right there. There it is. But that's reminds me. Anyway. Well, Ali Ali was always in his opponent's head. Right. He that's was, he, was, he, he, he was really an excellent. Was. He was a he great was boxer. Just a fighter, right? I think he's slightly now, overrated, but a great boxer. What did I what did I give it? What I did? gave it three and a half stars. That's more now, than I expected. More than you expected? Well, I'll, t- I'll tell you why. The storyline is interesting. It's uh, you, you could say it's Overlord re- recycled, but uh, in, in, in Overlord, yes, he's the only player uh, trapped in the world that is very, very similar to the world he was playing as the game. Right. But he has a support staff. He has his entire uh, kingdom that his guild built. Right, which and- actually was part of the entertainment of the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, part of the entertainment, but but Diablo is alone. He's it. He's got no support system. He has no butlers. He has no, you know, powerful N- NPC servants because, you know, no one in this world is powerful compared to him. You know, so it, it's an interesting take on, on, you know, acting like a demon lord and really not knowing what the hell is going on at any point. Yeah. Now, the uh, constant internal struggle of uh takuma and diablo where he doesn't know how to talk to people except as the demon lord so he tries to act like a demon lord all the time but it, it constantly goes to his yeah. internal monologue oh my god did i pull that off what was was that too much was that too little you know stuff like that you know i i, I like the uh the, the internal monologue of his doubt of himself uh, now i like it now but if he, if he doesn't learn as the episodes go on... Like, then hey, I am pretty awesome, or get some confidence, then it gets kind of old. Yes, yes then that, that gets old quick. But like I said, we're only in episode seven, so I, oh, I, yeah, can't, I can't judge still on his feet wet. Now, uh, grand magical action. I mean, uh, the uh, all of the magic spells, even though, like, you saw a level 30 salamander, it was cool looking, you know? Yeah, that I was mean, really the, cool. I liked it. Yeah, it's really... All, all the summons are like... All, all, all of the magic is like that. It, it, it may be weak compared to Diablo, but it all is visually fantastic. All right. Now, what I didn't like it, it is blatantly Ichi anime. I mean, uh, the the elf girl, obviously, come on. What? I don't I don't see what's wrong with that. You don't see what's wrong with that? I, don't okay, see, well. I, I have no idea what you're talking about. All right. Well, uh, it is, this anime takes any excuse to skimp out on female clothing whenever possible. Whenever Are there a lot the of updrafts happening? Whenever the storyline may somehow allow it, they'll shoehorn it in there. <laughs> like, it's a little iffy for the story, but eh, let's err on the side of less clothing. Ah, it's windy here. Oh, no. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now, Diablo is too overpowered, and it's it easily is causing story problems. Now, like I said, it's early on. They could figure out a way to handle it. Right. It could be he actually starts encountering real danger. Exactly. But so far, he has not encountered any actual danger to his life in any way, shape, or form. And you can't continue on with a story like that. It's just uninteresting. Well, do you think maybe they're trying to aim for like a one-punch man dynamic? It could be. It could be. And if uh, the, the only the only reason one-punch man worked is because well, it was, it was a comedy. Cool. He, he was complaining yes. he was too powerful. It was also a comedy, and this one's not. All right. 
So you so you have to figure out something else yeah. for this one. All but right. uh, the reason I gave it three and a half stars, it, it lost some because Diablo's too OP and I have problems with the story, and it, and it lost a half because the because of the harem ichi aspect that I just can't get That's behind. Plus two stars for me. <laughs> well, they that I'm if kidding, it I'm was kidding. if it was molded better into the story. I get it, but they were using too many flimsy excuses. Well, yeah. yeah. Who so has time for plot off, these days? I took off for that as well. But other than that, like I said, vi- uh, visually stunning, interesting story. And uh, I, what I didn't write here is the uh, the uh, uh, three main characters' back- backstories are, uh, for for only seven episodes, pretty well spelled out. So oh, that's good. Looks like good. Now, let's go to our next anime. In Another World with My Smart Thumb. 15-year-old Toya uh, Mo- uh, Mochizuki. Is everyone in that screenshot 15? No. 14? Yeah, they're in between thir- 13 and 15 in that shot. Next. <laughs> this one is not blatantly Ichi. Don't worry about it. Okay, they're, they're, good. They're, there's, there's no excuse for groping or inappropriate situations. Nothing like that. All right, now, he's accidentally killed by God. God is super sorry. Well, that happens, I guess. Yeah, I threw a lightning bolt. No one was supposed to be there. I I wasn't looking hard enough, and, well, sorry. Anyway, let, let's get into the details. He has first. a really uh, dumb jacket, just so you know. No, that, that jacket it's is a big really cool, actually. It's, really? it's actually very, very powerful, but only for so only for him. I'll explain, I'll explain it later. Now, uh, directed by uh, Takayuki Yanase, written by... Natsuko Takahashi. Ta- there's no Takahashi. I on that. What? Usually there's an I on that. Usually it's Takahashi. It usually is, but there's no I. Hey. All right. Uh, music by Exit Tunes. Production Studios Production Read. Licensed by Funimation again. And original network is ATX Tokyo MX BS11. <laughs> original run July 11, 2017 to September 26, 2017. And there is a season two that's supposed to come out at the end of this year. Doug, says, tell you what, kid, the funny fact is a Velociraptor. You like Velociraptors, don't you? Everyone likes Velociraptors. Everyone. Twelve episodes, and you can watch them on Hulu. Now, let's start off with the main character, Toya Mochizuki. Now, your average 15-year-old boy. Now, I'm going to say average, just like physically average. Not Nothing really special about him. You know, he's not a jock. He's not a shut-in. He's just average school kid stuff like that but uh when he meets god after god accidentally kills him god is impressed by toya's understanding of the situation and his general character i mean god says i'm really sorry i killed you he's like you know what that's you know that happens you know 15 year olds die that's i mean it sucks i would rather you know lived and you know done stuff but you know accidents happen and God's like, you know, you're taking this really well. This is, I, I like this. You know, I, I like the cut of your jib. You know, I, I can't resurrect you back to your world because they all know you're dead and it might be like some kind of zombie situation. Or make him a velociraptor. Or make you a velociraptor, whatever. So we're not going to do that. I can put you in another world. He's like, okay, well, that's that sounds fine. Yeah, that's nice, yeah. But uh, can I can I take my smartphone with me? I mean, I don't, I don't know how I'm going to charge it, but. It's like, oh, don't worry about this. This world has magic, and it'll charge by magic. It'll be fine. As a matter of fact, I'm going to update your smartphone so it works in that world. Sweet. All of the GPS functions, the map functions, the search functions, they'll all work for that world. He's like, wow, thanks, man. That's that's cool. great. Sweet deal. And uh, uh, he increased all of his physical abilities. 
uh, he gave him magical potential because hey, this world has magic. You're not going to be able to use it at first, but don't worry, you'll 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 pick it up. Don't worry about it. And uh, in case you get into trouble, uh, here's here's my here's my phone number. I'll put it I'll put it in your contact information in your phone. So he's he's got God's phone number. It's probably one. I don't know what number. It, 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 it <laughs> I'm doesn't. I'm kidding. Say, I'm kidding. It just says God, contact God, click, and that was it. But uh, anyway, uh, we go to the 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 first people he meets when he arrives in this world and he walks into town. All right, fraternal twin sister adventurers. Elsie and Lindsay, uh, Siloaska. Uh, I got nothing. I got. I, I don't know how to pronounce Siloaska? that one. Yeah, yeah. It's it, it it doesn't sound Japanese at all to me. But well, that's okay. supposed to be probably supposed to be Russian yeah. or something. Yeah, some Russian thing. Anyway, uh, uh, El, uh, Elsie uh, is a physical magic user. She uh she she uh doesn't have a lot of affinity for casting magic, but she has she has a lot of affinity for cast for uh, casting magic on herself so she can speed herself up, make herself stronger. So she's more of a bruiser type magician. Whereas her sister Linz is a caster. She focuses mainly on light magic, uh, fire magic and water magic. Now Toya walking in town, looking around, looking around saying, I can't read any of these signs. This is in a different language. I don't know this language, but he looks on a smartphone and he searches for shops and he's like, oh, it's in English on my smartphone. Okay, cool. All right, so in is right here. Okay, so he starts and he looks in an alley where where these these two girls are selling uh, a, uh, a horn from an ice stag or something like that. It's a minor magical item and they're, they're selling it for a gold piece. Well, the, the, the two thugs who are uh, like, I guess they found them off of the equivalent of Craigslist uh, decided, hey, we're going to take it and give you a silver coin instead. Well, Toy's like, nah, that doesn't that doesn't seem right. So he goes in there and says, "Hey, uh, ladies, uh, I'll go ahead and buy that for a gold coin. I just uh, I just sold I just sold my clothes to a, uh, a a clothing shop because the owner of the clothing shop had never seen a suit before. So he 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 bought he bought my suit for a lot of money. So uh, I have a gold coin. C- can I buy it? And they said, Yeah. Oh, good. He picks up a rock. He throws it at the at the ice horn stag, and it shatters. And the thugs were like, what the heck did you do that for? It's like, well, I owned it. I can do whatever I want with it. And he ends up beating the crap out of these thugs because his physical abilities have been enhanced by God. So basically in combat, everyone else moves in slow motion. Sweet. Good gig. So in return, they help him settle the town. They take him to the inn. They show him the ins and outs of, of, you know, of stuff. And if you want to be an, an adventurer, you have to be, you have to be licensed at the guild to take on missions. He's like, okay, cool. And and then they showed him how magic works, which uh, brings us to clip number one, where uh, they, 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 they take him through testing him through all of the affinities of magic. All right, here we go. Drip, drop, drip. Come forth, water. It's active magic, because they're making something. Enchant, come forth, water. Sploosh. <laughs> yeah. God really hooked him up. <laughs> they seem rather surprised. Yes, they are. They get even more surprised because they've never heard of anyone ever who has affinity for all types of magic. It's a pretty good, pretty ever. good, pretty good. Yeah. 
wouldn't mind that. Now, uh, there was an, there's another type of magic. It's called null magic. <laughs> Come forth, tardigrades. <laughs> exactly. That would be funny. That would be – hey, there is summoning magic in this thing. <laughs> Someone giant Someone could summon a tardigrade. It's possible. A giant space tardigrade. A giant space tardigrade so they can teleport places. Anyway, uh, there there is another – uh, kind of magic it's called null magic now at first i'm thinking i heard the term null magic i'm like it's like like canceling magic no it's not it's personal magic it's magic that you create yourself you can't teach to someone else it's personal just to you all right and uh well god really really hooked up toya because if you tell him the the chant of a null magic and describe the effect he can recreate it that sounds he's nice. Only, yeah, he's the only person in the world that can use any no magic. And he uses it a lot. Well, yeah, wouldn't you? Yeah. Some of them are some of them are lame. I mean, some some people the only null magic that they can do is to make tea leaves stand up on end in your cup or turn pages in a book without touching them. That can or, be convenient. Or tie your shoes. Hey, that's convenient. Like automatically, which is neat, but it's not, not exactly gonna, combat you know, worthy. Destroy, you know? you know, change the world, but yeah, convenient. yeah, yeah. You're 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 not overthrowing nations with the ability to tie your shoes by closing your eyes. Right. Yeah, you're not doing that. I could get to battle three seconds faster because I got out of bed and got my shoes on just like that. <laughs> anyway, the the next uh, person they run into is uh, Ye Kokone. Now, she is from the country of Shen, which is very much similar to Japan. Sure looks that way. Yeah, sure looks that way. And she's traveling the world to increase her sword skills and her experience because she's, she's learned from her brother and her father, and now she wants to uh, you know, pit her skills against the world at large to see where she stacks up and to improve herself. Now, uh, she, they, they run into her on the road. They help her out through a jam. And uh, uh, she was really Im- impressed by Toya and, and, uh, and the uh, twins. So she said, hey, you know what? Let's, uh, let's adventure together. I got a feeling that if I hang around you, I'm going to get to fight some pretty interesting battles and, and learn some stuff. They're like, okay, cool. That, that's fine. So she, she ain't she wrong. Joins, yeah, she, she joins the party. So that's, that's great. Now, uh, another main character is Yumina... Uh, Ernia Belfast. She is the princess of the kingdom of Belfast, the kingdom they're in. And uh, she is smitten by Toya when he cured her father of poison <laughs> from an assassination attempt. Now, everyone thought he was going to die. Now, uh, since since Toya can learn any null magic, uh, y- y- Yumina was trying to find someone who had null magic similar to her late grandfather, which was called recovery and it could heal the body of any ailment, disease, poison, sickness, anything. Well, uh, she, she told Toya the command word and what it does and, and how, how her grandfather said it worked and he did it and cured, cured the father of the poison. Hey, that's nice. And decided that yes, I will marry you, Toya. You will be my husband, and I will be your wife. I got plans. Apparently, don't care. I'm I'm the princess of the kingdom. If you marry me, you will you will one day be king. And this is happening. Hmm. He, he's like, I'm 15 years old. I can't get married. Yeah. 
and everyone in the everyone around like even the the, the king his brother the duke and and the mom was like 15 is actually a pretty good age <laughs> that's a good age you're we're, we're medieval here my friend yeah you should I mean, have uh, at least one kid uh, by now the uh the, my my the, the king was saying my wife and i we got married at like 15 and it worked out really well it worked out all so, right so yeah how about this uh you, you 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 can take two years to think about it and then uh give your answer then in, in the meantime, my my daughter will join you on your on your journey, so so you can get to know each other, and she can prove herself to you. Fair enough. You know, so you know to to become worthy. If you don't think she's worthy, he's like, no, no, it's not that. It's not that. I just feel like I'm 15, and I don't want to get married. But that, I, anyway. I just got to this world, man. Yeah, you know, I just got here like 10 minutes ago. I'm I'm not ready for all that nonsense stuff. But now uh, we're gonna get to the main antagonists. It's a good step up from being dead, though. Duncan says. All right. Main antagonists. None. None. Oh, all right. This is, uh, this is Toya having tea with God. That's convenient. God, giving him the ability to use all magic, turned his smartphone into an insane magical artifact. Now, when I mean insane magical artifact, I mean... Yeah, you, I told you, yeah, it'll now work in this world. All the map functions and search functions will work. And that's great. I mean, that's awesome. But uh, he 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 was he was visiting the uh, the uh, Japanese girl's uh, homeland, uh, Ye Kokone, and uh, one of one of her family's battlements was being besieged by undead by hundreds of undead warriors. And uh, and he used one of his no magic spells called Gate to just teleport there. And uh, he's like, well, what's going on? Like, we're being overrun by undead that we, we can't kill them. Well, there, there's a rumor that if you break their helmets, that they stop moving, but their helmets are very strong. He's like, really? Okay, so use a smartphone, search undead warriors. And then all these pins show up all around the, all around the battle. Wow, that's a lot of them. It's like 100 or so pins. He's like, okay. He starts clicking on all the pins, selecting them all. And then he says, multiple magic shining shining star light of of destruction and above all of the heads of all of the undead demons a spell forms that shoots directly down into their helmets exploding them all at once and he said oh, all right that's sorted <laughs> and everyone was like it's like sweet now it's time for tea did you really do that yeah yeah that was me yeah okay I could not thought to do that before. Come on now. Now, now as, as a matter of fact, he's so, he's so powerful. This is funny. This is funny. Uh, the, uh, the, uh, the reason that those undead warriors exist was, was because, uh, uh, a, a neighboring clan, uh, the, the, the clan leader was, was murdered by his, his prime viceroy and his, his viceroy had taken over and he, he got this magical artifact that, that was he that was able to resurrect the dead and cause him to be immortal now uh toya decided toya said well if i take if i go and capture him will this all stop they said yeah probably all right well i'll, I'll go do i'll go do that then. so th this is this is what happens when when toya faces the boss go ahead and play clip number two Bink. Oh, wrong one all right, there we go. Got it. As long as I'm this immortal gem, I cannot die. 
Mm, undying dead soldiers. Mm, must be a ninja. Precisely. So it automatically immense mana and power over dead. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of his no magic spells. It, 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 it's able to bring small objects to him. <laughs> that ends the conversation real quick. <laughs> uh, perhaps we should uh, talk this out. Um... No, bye. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, into uh, that. Yeah, and, and that—that's that. Yeah, that—that that was that was the boss fight with with Toya involved. <laughs> so yeah, antagonists—they don't really exist in season one. Now season two hints at an actual antagonist, uh, a, a race of uh, of beings that actually five thousand years ago almost destroyed all of civilization. Mm. It hints at that at the end of season one. I'm not going to ruin it for you. Well, maybe but, it's uh, something, you know, they're trying to hint at, like, God put him there to save them from this or some such. Yeah, I mean, apparently may maybe God is really all-knowing, didn't make a mistake, did this on purpose to put Toya there for this reason. Perhaps. 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 Anyway, what did I give it? I gave it three stars. All right. Now, here's here's why. Uh, first, the good things. Toya is a well-written character. All right, he is. I mean, uh, he he takes everything in stride. He's an extremely cool guy. He's very laid back, and you know everyone likes him be, because he's a very kind person. And when you're so overpowered, you really can be kind to everybody with very little danger to yourself. Uh, and the supporting cast is well-rounded. You you get to know maybe not the complete background of everyone, but all of their motivations and their personalities are are well-established in the first season. And the story is both interesting and funny. I mean, it is it is part comedy. All right. All right. Now, what I don't like, everyone wa wants to marry Toya. At the end of season one, four women declare themselves going to be his wife. And two more want to. So it's kind of like preteen Tenchi Mayo. Yes. And uh, polygamy in this world is normal. I'm not sure if that should be blue or red. I put it red just for safety's <laughs> sake. But uh, yeah, everyone's like, why are you having a problem with this? I mean, you know, having more than one, more than one wife is fine. I, I don't get it. And uh, he actually uh, calls God and said, can, can I talk to you? And God says, sure. And he uses his gate spell to teleport to heaven because he's been there before. And he talks to God. He said, listen, I got these four girls who want to marry me, but I'm 15 years old. I can barely take care of myself. How can I take care of four women? He's like, you know what? This isn't my area of expertise. I'm going to call in the goddess of love. And he calls in the goddess of love and the goddess of love, you know, talks to him. And, and he, he comes to a decision and and he, he goes back and he tells his decision to the four ladies. And uh, I'm not going to tell you what it is because, you know, that. but now. They all uh, have Toya... to compete in a blood sport. Only the that winner was... of the Kumite may have the prize. <laughs> there you go. Now, uh, Toya is is too overpowered for the world, but it's understandably so. God hooked him up. Now, like like you surmised, maybe it's for a reason that these that these ancient beings are coming back, and Toya is required to beat them. Maybe that's it. I don't know until season two. But right now, in season one. And the story suffers a little bit because he's overpowered. I mean, that was a big boss fight. He ended it in what five seconds? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, pretty much that. Yeah, that's right. Now the four, like I said, the whole first season has no real antagonist. No one 
could be considered a challenge to anyone as long as Toy is around. So you lost you lost a star on that one. You don't have an antagonist. You don't have a sense of danger or suspense because you know Toy is going to handle it. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So three stars. It has potential for more depending on how they go with season two. But right now, three stars it is. Fair enough. And uh, yeah, there you go. All right. Well, thank you, Heathen Dog. Make sure to don't miss an episode. Use Twitch to follow with notifications and subscribe. So you go right there, you go to Twitch. It's a purple follow button. That's a hearty. You click it, like, oh, what's this thing? You're like, oh my god, I subscribed. It's crazy. And uh, you can also with YouTube. Except, ah, look at that. It's electrifying. <laughs> the slide is just way too exciting for me. I just don't know what to do with it. And if you want more Heathen Dog, and you should. You can check him out. He just finished playing so much, so you could catch that on YouTube or on Twitch, look yes. at the past streams. And soon he will be doing a new. Oh, that's right. Oh, I I forgot to change the slide. This this one's on me. I'm going to be playing starting Monday, Sins of the Solar Empire Rebellion. But we'll mods talk about only. that later. Mods only. Yes, mods only. Very yes. interesting. So you can check past team head current team ups with uh, Endeavor Winner, Star Trek Online, with that Garthon Cat. Check out his past streams and watch him stream at 8 p.m. Central Standard, 9 Eastern, on Monday nights. That's right. Thank you, Heathen Dog. You are welcome. Everyone, it is now time for. Garthon's Comic Pull! Garthon buys comics, he reads them! He formulates opinions. He tells you these opinions so they can replace your own. You can then tell other people these opinions as if they were yours and impress them with your knowledge. So, oh, he the dog left. So first is Edge of Spider Geddon, number one. Written by Jed McKay. Art by Gerardo Sandoval. Colors by Brian Reber. Uh, covers by Gerardo Sandoval. Oh, no, I, I was expecting you to save the, the, the most retarded sounding one for last. This one's actually a lot of fun. Oh, oh, all um, right. So, uh, Spider-Punk uh, was first introduced in the pages of uh, Edge of Spider-Verse a couple years ago. A big, every spider person from every universe had to get together to fight some big universe-beating baddie. Yada, 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 multiverse fun. So, um, they're actually doing another series of that coming soon called Spider-Geddon, where... I don't know, it sounds like essentially the same thing's happening again. So, but this prequel issue focuses on uh, the Spider-Man of a strange dystopian world. Basically, each of these Spider-Man comes from a world where things make sense for their world. But this is a Hobie Brown Spider-Man. Uh, his world is basically one that was dominated by like an evil corporation who kept everyone down think like the very worst ocp uh corporation you could think of and they were all right. evil and stuff and right right gotcha uh they were able to use the power of music and rebellion to fight back yo wow that sounds super hippie that really never worked out in real life well but, it's right. more punk than hippie because hippie like, we used love to fight back they used anger and Molotov cocktails and you know rocking oh. guitars so. Okay, well, you know, one of those two things, well, no, two of those, two of those three things are effective right. in a revolution. So, like in this world, they don't have Captain America; they have Captain Anarchy. Um, basically, it's all very much keeping with a very nineteen late seventies punk motif. 
right? Okay. They're not saying they're right. They're just saying, hey, people should be free. And the man can't tell us what to do, whether that man is the government or the corporations or blah, you know, blah, blah, blah. Right. Uh, this issue uh, basically has the Spider-Man of this world, Hobie, you know, just doing his Spider-Man thing. And then all of a sudden shows up Kang in a business suit. And Kang. the guy's like, who the hell are you? He's like, I'm Kang, the conglomerator. The conglomerator. <laughs> you know, if you're showing up in, you know, the it's, anarchy it's, it's punk universe. World. Yeah, you're yeah, so, the conglomerator. Yeah, and he it. says that he actually, that his his Omega Corporation starts out in the year 2099, and the sales of their Spider-Punk merchandise is fantastic. And he's like, that's Spider-Man. Whatever, Spider-Punk. Spider-Man! Because... <laughs> Doesn't make sense to him to be Spider Punk. He's Spider Man in this world. You know, right. everyone's punk, so you know. Um, at least all the cool people are, in his opinion. So, yeah. Kang the conglomerator basically is like, yeah, you know, it's like, no, it's like, but by we've cleaned up your image by 2099. You're edgy and dangerous, but not too dangerous, just enough, so the teenagers will still feel rebellious while the parents know it's still safe. You know, ba- you know basically going the whole like, you know, they've taken everything dangerous about him and completely, you know. But they right. say it's not enough. They actually want to pull him into the future, you know, uh, put him, have him do some shows, you know, do some gigs, you know, let him know, you know, sell merchandise. It's like, no, damn, you're not doing that. How dare you take my image and do that to me? So he ends up fighting King and King, uh, King Thinkalaver summons an army of uh, spider punk teddy bears, essentially, to attack him. And while these teddy bears are attacking, they're yelling stuff like, punk rules, fight the power, you know. The, okay. He ends up calling on Captain Anarchy to get some help, and Captain Anarch- Anarchy is all like, "Yeah, a little busy. Uh, looks like the hordes of Surfer of uh, Surfer Annihilus are invading." And it's all these like, like the Negative Zone bugs, you know. This sounds absolutely ridiculous. That's why I love it. Oh, it's God. all these like Negative Zone bugs, and they're wearing like surfing shirts and surf shorts, and they're all like, "Ah, surf music rules!" And they're all trying to fight, you know. Why do they like surf music so much? They, it's because they're nihilists. They love the wipeout. Yeah, you know. So, eventually, you know, since Kang's kicking his butt, he's like, okay, I'm bringing in help. Runs in and gets the uh, the two groups into fighting each other. Spider-Punk eventually explains to Captain Anarchy, like, look, I can't take this, guys. The conglomerate said I couldn't take him anything less than Atom Bomb. I need wait, wait, the tape. He, he can't take the plushies? Well, they're not really plushies. That's just like the only. Daniel Jackson's mask is not a good look. It well, yes, it is. How dare you say that? And obviously, you never saw the '90s where bomber jackets were worn over everything. Yes, it's true. The worst offender being the Black Knight wearing plate mail armor with a leather bomber jacket over it. Yes, yes, he did. <laughs> Mr. Fantastic wore a vest. Why is he wearing a vest? He does, it doesn't even stretch. It just. Anyway, sins of the 90s aside. Uh, so basically, he gets a, the tape. The, the climber says, you could, you, your pathetic attacks can't beat me. You, you would take an atom, an A-bomb to beat me. He's, so he goes to Captain Anarchy and says, all right, I need the tape. I need an A-bomb. It's like, that's too dangerous. I can't let you. It's like, no. It's like, all right, what the hell? I don't care anyway. Gives it to him. He tracks down this other dude. It's like, I can't. 
basically like, ah, I need your help. I won't give you help because I'm pissed at what would happened in the past. No, this isn't for, for like the world or any crap like that. It's for me, your friend. I need a favor. I'm not trying to get you to like to fight the power or save the world or find the love of the people. Just I'm your friend. I need help. It's like fine. So he gets the tape, puts it in, which turns out to be you know slamming heavy metal, and the guy immediately hulks out. Because apparently what the Hulk in this world needs to Hulk out is, you know, heavy metal. Sure. Which makes sense in this oh. world. Sure, in this uh, world. Right, so as King the Glider comes in, it's like, ha ha, and now I shall just blam. <laughs> <laughs> Puny conglomerator. Yeah, Hulk, you know, Metal Hulk just starts tearing him the hell apart. Which is actually a great scene, um, which I couldn't find a good screenshot of. But he just tears it, and King's like, yeah, uh, okay, okay, I've been defeated, that's fine. Uh, just want to let you know that, yeah, that's fine. Uh, it's like, uh, and but as he's like laying there in the in the crater that Hulk put him in, they're like, why did you even come after me? Why, why not Captain Anarchy? He's got the cool suit and everything. And he's like, the suit tested well, but he died in his old age, fat and irrelevant. You, however, died young. Like every great bankable star. And then he teleports out. Oh. And this kind of leaves him with the look of like, oh. Uh-oh. Like, young is like tomorrow, or young is yeah. like... Yeah, he teleports out. He's like, I mean, surprising no one, I guess, but still, yeesh. But like, oh. short, almost immediately after that, Spider-Woman shows up, who is Peter Parker's daughter in a different world, different universe. Okay. Shows up, says, oh, hey, catch you at a bad time? Oh, my gosh, is that the Hulk in this world? Because, you know, he has a giant mohawk and everything. Right. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But basically, she's like, hey, uh, you know that thing we did before with the universe ending? It's kind of happening again. You in the help? Kind of looks around. Yeah, this place sucks. Let's go. <laughs> and so they go. All right. Uh, I love the issue because it's bananas. It's like a punk metal fairy tale in the spider, spider universe. It works on its own internal logic consistently. It never takes itself too seriously, but at the same time, it gets kind of dark in parts. Sure. Um, so I really appreciated the issue. It's not something that obviously is part of real Spider-Man can. It's something that takes you seriously. When you start talking about Marvel's multiverse, some of the worlds just get really wacky. You know, there's cartoon universes. There's all sorts of crazy stuff. Yeah. So I really, really enjoyed this issue, and it's a good setup. I didn't love it. I liked it. Um, I looked at some other people's reviews online, and they were talking like, yeah, it's like an Antifa hero. I'm like, I really didn't get that at all. In nowhere is he you know, whining about this, any like modern political stuff that I could see. Um, his thing seemed to be like a throwback to like 1970s issues, kind of like Watchmen. It's not four stars, Duncan. And you're allowed to say that anyway. But I liked it. It was fun. If you're looking for a fun comic, the art was good. It wasn't great. It was really good, though, and it worked. But... For what they were trying to get across to the punk attitude, I think it worked incredibly well. So I really liked it. I recommend it. Three and a half stars. Very good. Three and a half stars. That's half. awesome. Very good comic. Um, Excellent. I'm not saying that if there was like a Spider-Punk comic series, I probably wouldn't buy it. But Aww. this issue was good. It's kind of like one of those things like small doses are good. This is great as this self-contained thing. It's funny. It worked well. It had its dark moments. Great self-contained story. If you wanted to make this in a limited series, you'd be like, dude, I'm not buying that. Much like I thought Spider-Gwen was awesome for one issue. 
and she's still around. And now they finally changed, gave her a real name. Now she's actually going to be called Ghost Spider. So she has a real name now. Okay. Well, in her own comic, in her own world, she was Spider Woman. But Spider Woman's already someone else in Marvel Prime. So now in Marvel Prime, she's going to be called uh, Ghost Spider. Anyway, because her costume's like white, like a ghost, I guess. Sure. A lot of thought went into that one. Kidding aside, a lot of thought probably did go into that. All right, next. Fantastic Four, numeral uno. It's back! Uh, written by Dan Slott and Sarah Pacelli. And also, uh, the second story was written by Dan Slott and Simon, Simone Bianchi. Uh, the main story is about Fantastic Four, and there's a well, sub-story about... Hang on. The, 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 the last time that you reviewed a Fantastic Four comic, it was Ben Grimm... And Johnny and, Storm. And, and Johnny Storm trying to find... Yeah, that was Marvel 2 and 1, yeah. Okay, yeah, Let yeah, me be, get be, there, for God's okay, okay, sake. Okay, 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 I just have to give a backstory to the people. And backstory for me. Yeah, but on the cover, they're all here. Yeah, give me... Give me all right. I haven't even got through the introductions yet. Holy Sorry. crap. I don't interrupt you. You love. This was written by Kobayashi Hiramashi. And I'm like, wow, wow, this anime has, like, girls in it, doesn't it? I'm not right, saying... Last right, time I saw an anime, fine, it had girls. Fine. Yeah. I, I jumped the gun. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, I'm saying so. Just didn't have the starter gun in hand yet. <laughs> I'm just announcing who's at the line. I I saw the cover and I reacted. Oh my good. Yeah, that's Duncan's job to interrupt. <laughs> All right, so there are two stories in it. One about the Fantastic Four. One about Doctor Doom. And there's a one-page story with uh, uh, no one cares. So it's supposed to be funny and it's not. So I'm not even mentioning it except for that. The uh, the main story is written by Dan Slott and Sarah Pacelli. Sub story about Doctor Doom was written by Dan Slott and Simone Bianchi. Art was written done by Sarah Pacelli and Elizabeth D'Amico. Colors by Marty Gracia, and cover by Asad Rivik. There are I think like 34 covers for this book. What? Not kidding. In fact, there are also sub covers. For celebrating the Fantastic Four's return on other books. So you could buy Weapon H and we'll have a Fantastic Four cover from the 1990s. Or you could buy, basically you could buy all sorts of different covers on different comics. It's dumb. It's a way of selling other comics though, because people bought them. Main story basically deals with... uh, the events of Marvel 2 and 1 kind of ended with them not being able to find him, figure out the scientist chick was using him, but they're able to get home and, like, screw this crap. But they're able to stabilize their powers, at least. So, oh. that's where they're at. So, they didn't lose all their powers. They got their powers back. Uh, Dr. Doom, like I complained about when I reviewed it, got his face all messed up, but apparently getting his face messed up turned him evil again or some crap. It just was really bad writing. Uh, especially after all the character growth and development they had just gone through in Infamous Iron Man. They had decided to just pitch that all to the side. So, But I'll complain more about that later. Quick sum up. Human Torch is at a, base, at a baseball game. Uh, he ends up getting alerted that someone has just shot a big Fantastic Four sign and fired into the air like the old school uh, Fantastic Four used to, used to meet up. He's like, oh, that means they're back! Uh, at the same time, Ben Grimm is out with Alicia Masters, the blind sculptor, who is also the daughter of the puppeteer who he is in love with, and she is in love with him, 
but they never quite be able to make it work out. Uh, they're out uh, shopping. He sees the big Fantastic Four logo. And Alicia, who's blind, says, what's happening? He's like, don't worry about it, babe. Let's just keep shopping. And after a bit, she's like, I, not, I'm blind, not deaf. I hear what everyone's saying. If you need to go, you need to go. He's like, you don't understand. Reed's dead. Sue's dead. They're gone. If, they're, if they were back, this wouldn't be how it is. I've actually finally managed to accept that. And cut back to Human Torch. He's like, oh boy, oh boy, they're back, they're back, yay! And then he finds it's just two Yancey, street, Yancey kid street punks up on the roof of like the new Fantastic Four shack, apparently. Um, or is it Ben Grimm? Anyway, they're on like the roof of Ben Grimm's apartment. Sure. And they just fired it off to see what happened. And like, oh crap, it's Fantastic Four. The guy's gonna burn us. Like, he ain't gonna burn us. He's just gonna like throw us in the negative zone or something. Really? Yeah. That's what he said. Got the Hulk smash! Oh, sorry, I got confused by the color palette. Yeah, it is kind of a weird color palette. I don't like it. I don't like this cover very much. I have a different cover with Galactus on it, which looks more awesome. But this is the default cover. Okay. The Eventually, you know, Human Torch gets the kids arrested and tries to throw the book at them and finds out that She-Hulk, Jennifer Walters, is representing as their defense in court, and she was hired by Ben Grimm. And, you know, Johnny kind of freaks out on, on him. He's like, well, how could you how could you defend these people? Well, before that happens, um, Thing does some thing, you know, does some thinking to himself. And he eventually, and he proposes to Alicia Masters finally. And it's very romantic. Brought a little tear to my eye. Uh, she, says no. she says yes. Uh. And so they decide that they're going to, you know, and then they, you know, set up a, the next day they call Johnny and they want, he goes, and I was like, hey, what's the bear rich about talking to me? I was like, oh, hey, I'm, we're getting married and I want, I want you to be my best man. And he, like, kind of just freaks out on him. It's like, no, no, I refuse. Reed should be your best man. You know that. He's still out there. We need to go find him. And you, and he's like, whoa, 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 kid. It's like, and what are you doing defending the Yancey Street Punks? What the hell's up with that? And he's like, they're just kids. They're just kids. They made a mistake. Yeah, I'm kind of annoyed with it. But they're just kids. What, do you, what, you want to put them in jail? They're just stupid kids doing a stupid prank. Which is actually, I really liked because that actually shows, you know, maturity from Ben Grimm. Yeah. Um, and always with his relationship with the Yancey Street Punks, it's always kind of been, oh, I'll get you. But he, at a whim, he can kill them all. He lets it go on. So, and just because Johnny Storm's emotional state, he wants to throw him in jail, throw a book at him. The... Actually, Storm just can't take it. He takes off. It's like, they're alive and you've given up on them. He's like, I've just faced reality. Cheer fit for good guy Ben. Yeah. yeah. So he goes up there. He flies off. And then he just kind of hovers there for a while. Kind of thinks about it. And he actually, Storm, Johnny comes back down. He has tears in his eyes like, they are gone, aren't they? I mean, they would have given us a sign. They would have done something if they could. It's like, if they could have, they would. You know, I don't want to believe they're gone. I was there. You weren't there. I was there when the universe ended. 
and I saw what happened. And if they could get back to us, they would. If we could have found them, we would have. And they're kind of like, you know, you know, big group hug, you know, Alicia Masters thing, Human Torch, kind of like finally getting over it. And then it cuts to Reed and Sue in the pocket dimension they're trapped in. And Reed basically, and Sue basically saying, you know, hey, uh, if, if anyone could do this, it's you. Because I believe in you. And he's like, well, that's why I think this will work. And he does some things with a doohickey. And then, all you know, there's like this glow in the sky. And they look up like, all right, that's a sign. And there's a giant four like in front of the moon. Giant glow. It's like, okay, that's the sign. And so like, da-da-da, you know, they're going to get the team back together. So they so next issue, the team's actually going to get back together. This oh, issue, they did okay, not. okay, Stupid covers. God damn. Well, that's actually the story I was going to mention. That's a one pager at the end. Is a uh, impossible man complaining about how I bought issue one and the Fantastic Four is not even in it. There's two of them. What the hell? What you know? So that's your your exact complaints that actually addressed on the last page of the book. Oh goody. Yeah. Okay. But it's a silly little one page done by Scotty Young, where he uh. He complains and like then eventually Willie the postman comes by he's like as he's about to explode he goes and says you know hey basically a letter from Marvel saying that they'll be together in issue two so he just calls him down it's eh, anyway it is what it is the second story concerns uh, Latveria where they're under control of their new dictatorial president for life and her army of uh, of enforcer bots. This uh, 80s-looking uh, oppressed future punk sneaks into uh, Doomstot Castle because she's like, "This is true. There was there's a light on in here," and she eventually, you know, find gets attacked by Doombot, which Victor Von Doom crushes and says, "Why are you here?" He, he's only he's like shirtless and like just wearing barely wearing pants, and he has like a hood. I don't know why. I don't know why. Okay. And he's 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 the Hef Doom. <sighs> I, 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 and he's like, why are you here? You should leave immediately before I change my mind and kill you or something. Cause I'm doom and doom is a, a doom is grumpy right now. And she's like, Oh, great, powerful doom. We need you to save us. He's like, doom saves no one. Doom was a God and doom was a hero and doom. This is what doom got for. It. He's ugly again. So doom is sad. You go away. It's like, Oh, doom, you must save us. Oh, we love you. Doom. You are our hero here. He's like, ah, I don't know. It's like, no, please, please use your mask and save us. And he's like, oh, that that brings that's a symbol of fear. It's like, no, for us, it's a symbol of hope. And he's like, okay, fine. So he puts on the mask. And then, like, all the rebels get together, like, yay, for Latveria, for Doom. And, you know, the ruling class and who's all there is like, oh, look, the rebels are attacking again. This is our chance to kill them all. <laughs> and then, you know, Doom shows up all shirtless and stuff just wearing a, a mask like which is like taped to his face and a hood it's really stupid and i mean it's dramatic as all hell he says doom needs not armor well before he says that like the enforcer bots are going eliminate threat and he's like i'm your master doom and i tell you to stop they're like because their enforcer bots are built directly off of his doom bots like right. the same factory line yeah they didn't even Safe bother like base programming. Yeah, they didn't bother changing the OS or anything. They put a new <laughs> UI on it. They were good, and they went, "Okay, master, sweet." He's like, "Now just just lay down and and uh, turn yourselves off." Okay, 
and they do that. And all the people are like, oh, no, this is not what's supposed to happen. And the realm's like, why don't you have them attack those guys? Doom needs not such things. Doom needs not armor. Doom just needs to be Doom. And starts, like, having magic lightning bolts at them and stuff. It's like, really? Really? Yeah, it, it, it really sounds like they ruined all of all of his uh, yeah. Iron Man growth. For, for all so. the good work Dan Slott has done with the Fantastic Four, and I think he was doing the Marvel 2-in-1, for all the good he did writing Johnny Storm and the thing and that, he has just wiped his butt with Doctor Doom. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was Bendis who did Infamous Iron Man, and that was some fantastic character work. Yes. And it was a great series. Somber dark, insightful. Um, even in the Iron Man series, and even in the Avengers when he was infamous Iron Man, it was good. And Dan Slott is an artist, uh, a writer I usually like, but this writing of Doom is just pathetic, and I hate it. It's like he really can't get into his head the idea of Doom as a protagonist. Not a hero. Yeah. As a protagonist. He can't get yeah. that in his head. To him, Doom has to be scarred, has to be ugly, has to hate Reed Richards, has to be in control of Latveria. But he's too badass for armor now because he's like magic or something. Yeah, Which, so it really sounds like he crapped the bed on this one. Yeah, it really does. I mean, every time they make Doom go full magic, it never works out well. It's always stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, when Reed Richards makes comments like there's always been more magic than uh, machine to Doom's technology, uh, okay, that's fine. That's fine. He. Dan Slott didn't say that. Some different writer said that. Um, but I really think it does a disservice to a complex character. Right. Whereas he's fine writing Thing as a complex character, but not Doom. And that bothers me. It's like they just want to have a, a tinfoil dictator for the Fantastic Four to fight against when they get back together. And I don't like it. So I really would have preferred... Actually... I'd like Doom to see, to see infamous Iron Man, Doctor Doom, Victor Von Doom, on the on the Avengers. They could use it, but hey, that's just me. But the Avengers is going pretty good right now. Not great. Hey, Nightcrawler thirteen. Thank you for the follow. Hey, thanks, Nightcrawler thirteen. So and why the alerts aren't coming up on the screen? I have no idea why. I I blame you. I had the bot running. I don't know. I blame me. All right. Um. So what is my rating for this? Um. The art is super solid. I like the art a lot. It works really well. Um, it's great comic book art. It never gets over crazy. I haven't seen... There's no real combat scenes or anything. Character models were very consistent. Uh, the sub-story art, I didn't like as much. It worked for what they were showing. Not four stars. Thank you. <laughs> Bal- Baldahar wants to use it. <laughs> uh, you gotta wait for it, Baldahar. You gotta wait. Um, so overall... The Doom storyline, Yeah, the Doom storyline really knocked it down for me. Uh... I hate to say this, but I'm going to give it two and a half stars. It's just a book. It's just a book. I liked it. It was okay. I think Fantastic Four deserves so much better. Mm. I really do. I think Dan Slott could do better. I absolutely hate what they did with Doom. Maybe there's a payoff. Maybe not. Um, I'd rather have them get back together this issue. I don't understand why they couldn't have made the issue a little larger. Ditch the crafty Doom sub-story and had... The Fantastic Four have the big we're back together in moment at the well, end. Well, yeah, you wouldn't need to make the book larger if you ditched the Doom sub story. You, you, probably, I, I'm saying you probably would need a couple more pages. Oh, okay. All right. Um, but still, that wouldn't have been a big deal. No. 
So three, yeah, two and a half. I, I wanted to love this book and I did not. I liked it a lot, but that Doom sub story just just lost lost a star and a half for that. Just Infinity Wars number two, written All by right. Gary Duggan, art by Mike Diodato Jr., colors by Frank Martin, cover by Mike Diodato Jr. Frank Martin. The art in this book is top notch, grade A comic book art. It is some of the best in the industry. Wow. He loves putting frames on stuff. There's like lattice work everywhere. Oh, still? Well, that's his style. Has it? Has it? He it, listened to this live stream. I'm sure he has and doubled down. No, he didn't uh, double down. It's a. Uh, I I don't. I'm not fond of that. But all that aside, the art is fantastic. The moods it creates is fantastic. The use of color is incredible. Just the way he's able to set a scene works really well. I, I can't say enough good things about uh, Mike Diodato Jr.'s art. I could say, like, one bad thing. I don't like how he likes to put these, like, lattice things all yeah. over. Yeah, uh, what, uh, what what Garthon is talking about is uh, uh, he loves to you, – you, well, everyone knows that comic books have panels. Frames. Yeah, panels. They have frames, and they have panels, and you follow the panels to follow the story. Well, apparently this, this, uh, this uh, artist likes to put checkerboards – yeah, or All just build the these uh, intricate lattices. And some of them yeah. are just over the same image. Like, oh no, no, this 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 also grows roses up it. You it's know, like something like that. It's an artistic yeah. choice. It's, when it works, it's, it's neat, but it's done too much that it loses yeah. effect. Uh, last issue ended with the cliffhanger of Gamora in control of the Power Stone, uh, shoving. Uh, has killed Thanos, chopped off his head off, chopped it little pieces, uh, killed all the Chitauri. Uh, then, at a meeting of the people of the new Infinity Watch, she used her Power Stone-infused sword to shove it right through Star-Lord, uh, yep. doing the uh, Bullseye on Elektra. Yep, Bullseye Elektra style. That's where it ends. Uh, this issue picks up with that, and everyone going, oh! And Doc Strange using the time stone that he has say, okay, all right, let's rewind time. <laughs> so this is where it gets wacky with Infinity Stones. So he reverses time to de-stab him, pull him off, and then start up time again. And Charlie goes, did she, did she, what, what just happens? Like, did she just, yes, she just killed you, ran a sword through you, and you died. Yes, so don't do that. You dared her to kill you, and she did. Yeah, try a different tactic. Right. At that point, everyone goes, all right, game on. And they all just lay into Gamora. And it's actually a really cool fight scene. But they just... Gamora is the world's deadliest woman, or the galaxy's deadliest woman. And she does have an Infinity uh -huh. Stone. Right. But she steals all, uh, like everyone else <laughs> against her, and so they beat her yeah. down pretty hard. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, they all have an Infinity Stone, sure, but they're also all not plebes. I right. I mean... Yeah, the, you're talking like the, some of the best, toughest people in the, in the Marvel Universe. And that... Well, and that... And Stiltman. And, and, and that thief guy. Yeah, and Stiltman, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he has the Mind Stone, though. So, <laughs> they beat the snot out of her. And they're like, okay, you need to give up that Power Stone. She's like, no, you'll never do it. It's like... And Captain Marvel's like, all right, I owe her one for her. She sucker punched me. Mind if I did? Like, go for it. So Captain Marvel, like, grabs her and throw and takes her up into the atmosphere. It's like, okay, you'll either give up your sword or give up your breath, one or the other. Because Gamora, for all her toughness, cannot breathe in outer space. Sure. So it takes her up in a high orbit. Everyone kind of sits on the ground, like, so, uh, 
What is going to happen with that? Odds are, what do you what do you think? Three, three to one, she gives up. Nah, nah. Then the uh, the sword falls to the ground. <laughs> Captain no Marvel comes. Yeah, with the stone in it. Oh, okay. Captain Marvel comes back. Yeah, yep. She, you know, with an unconscious Gamora says, "Yeah, she passed out." Uh, anyone want to restrain her? And Doc, Doc Strange, like, yes. This calls for the Crimson Bands of Sidorak. And, I you know, love that one. Yeah. I love that one. classic. Yeah, binds her up. And so you got like Gamora, like all imprisoned on the ground. And Captain Marvel's like, okay, we got that. So what we need to do is need to get off Earth immediately. So we need and Cap's looking, Cap's looking down at Gamora and sees Gamora tapping on the ground. Tap, tap, tap. Tapping SOS with her finger. Cap looks over, looks at Captain Marvel, who has the reality stone. And he goes, and she, you know, Cap's eyes go wide, and she's like, and we need to look at Cap. Oh, damn it. You figured it out. Because she's reality stone to swap appearances. Uh huh. And so while Captain Marvel in Gamora's form couldn't talk, Cap knew that Gamora didn't know human Morse code and wouldn't be able to tap out SOS. So Captain Marvel, or Gamora, is like, oh, damn it. Because she was open like, to trick everyone to take their stuff and leave. It's like, well, now we got to fight. She immediately okay. grabs Cap, and that's when you start to see this a crazy-ass fight scene where you start seeing Infinity Stones are bad, kids. She immediately uses the Reality Stone to grab... She well, she physically grabs Captain America, who's right next to her, uses the Reality Stone, which she's holding, to throw him inside of Doctor Strange, which makes them both go. Gah! So she grabs the Time Stone, uses that to slow down time. Basically, she starts methodically going through beating the crap out of everyone. Awesome. <laughs> Using as soon as she beats the crap out of someone, she takes their stone and uses it to beat the crap out of the next person. And then she leaves. With all the stones. With all the stones. Wait, I think she actually, um, I don't. America and Doctor Strange still like some kind of weird amalgam, like the the Fly 2 type thing? Uh, if I recall correctly, the only stone they don't, she doesn't. No, wait, she has to hold the Time Stone too. I mean, the Mind Stone tracks him down and takes it from him. Um, yeah, uh, it's actually a really awesome fight scene. When she combines them, it's actually like a pretty bloody mess. But do they stay like some weird stray? But it ends with her, with Gamora, about to... She actually opens the Soul Stone, because that was her whole goal anyway. Yeah, yeah. And it her soul bad. comes out. The whole time, Thanos is talking to her. Yeah, go ahead. Take the prize. Nothing bad will happen. If it does, you can always undo it. And so she opens the Soul Stone and gets herself back and then decides that... After she combines with the lost piece of her soul, which is old and crazy, she decides that she has to go. Da, da, da. It's like, I know what it must be done now. Devon Dora must feed. I don't know what that means. And then behind there's a voice. Oh, stay your hand for a moment. That might not be necessary. Ahoy there! I'm Loki, Prince of Asgard. This is my biographer, Floa. I'd like to make offer use of counsel. So that brings in what Loki and the librarian were doing in the past issue. But there is a teaser image uh, for Infinity Wars Soldier Supreme number one. Yeah, it's like Captain America wearing Doctor Strange's robes. Oh, they're they're still swished together. 
Yeah, they're still smooshed together. Okay. It's some sort of a horrible amalgam character. The character no one wanted and no one asked for is finally here. Soldier Yay. Supreme. Soldier Supreme. Yay. However, the scene where she combines them doesn't look like, yay, we're now merged together. It looks like a horrible, bloody, mutated chimera. That like she's like, ah! Nonsense. <laughs> yes, and they're like, ah! It doesn't look like, oh, we've become one. It looks like a horrible, horrible oh, mess. this is so painful. <laughs> yes, it, it looks like, you're like, oh, God! And then she freezes time. arms and no genitals. What happened? No. Yeah, it's just, I have two asses. Um, but yeah, it's a really awesome scene. Um, yeah, so I really liked this book. Didn't love it. There's some issues with it, but really, really, really like it, which means Uh-oh. it's going to get four stars. Four stars. There we go. For Infinity Wars, issue two. It's a great series. I reckon reading it, the art is great. It is great. You should be reading it. I think Baldahar missed his chance. Baldahar missed his chance. Oh. Unbelievable. He was waiting for it, too. All right, make sure not to miss episode. You can follow on Twitch, get notifications when a new episode drops, which is what you want because kabam, happiness ensues. And you also want YouTube subscribe for it's loaded to YouTube as well. Kabam, lightning in your face. And if you want more Garth and Ed, you should. You can check out my team ups every time with Heathen Dog. Uh, this Sunday we actually might have a special in Neverwinter. Uh, yes. As we go through a Neverwinter Foundry mission I created a few years yes. ago. Evil um, most foul. Evil most foul. F O W L. Because yes. I cannot write about, anything seriously. About the, it's about chickens. The also check out uh, when I stream Sundays at night. That's going to be Neverwinter with Heathen Dog. Maybe a special guest. Ooh. And. Uh, check out past streets if you want. Current team up is in Neverwinter. We already talked about that. Nine Central on Sundays. Check that out. Thank you very much. On to the RG. I believe Heathen Dog has some special words for us. Yes, about I do. Ula. Thank you very much. Now, uh, this is uh, this is because I'm going to start uh, streaming uh, a game, and I'm playing it just the mods. It's Sins of a Solar Rebellion. Uh, we had we had a giveaway for it. Uh, what was it last week? Yes. Yes, we, we had a giveaway for it last week, and uh, Baldahar won it. Woohoo! Yes, there's Baldahar. He won it. Now, uh, the Thursday before, instead of playing Star Trek Online, I played Sins of the Solar Empire because I wanted to promote it, but I played it with the Battlestar Galactica mod, which I thought was pretty awesome. Yeah, that does sound awesome. Yeah, it was cool. I got Battle Stars. I got Vipers, Mark II Vipers, Mark Mark Seven Vipers, whatever they were, Raptors. You know, all, all all kinds of support ships. I had a, I had a ragtag fugitive fleet. It was awesome, right? Right. So I'm like, okay, the I I know there's a Star Trek mod out here too, but what other mods they have? Star Trek mod, Star Wars mod, Stargate mod, where you can where where you can play uh, the Ancients, you can play the humans. You can play the Gould. You can play, you know, all that. I'm that like, sounds wow, nice. man. It's a lot of cool mods. Maybe I'll just play the mods. So that's what I was going to do. But I started looking into it. I'm like, okay, am, it, am I or this channel going to get in trouble for, for these mods? Because some companies are cool. Some companies are not. 
But now I'm going to talk about uh, EULA and the, and the modern game. Now, mods have been common for decades, all right? The, there's server-side mods and client mods. That, that's the common modern one. Now, years before online games existed, when you had floppy disks and optical drives, those weird things that most people don't have anymore, uh, you bought the game, you played the game, you owned the game. If you wanted to change the code of the game, as long as you didn't try to resell it, nobody cared. Doom was nobody actually the cared. first major game to actually support and encourage user mods through their WAD files. Which one was? Doom. Yes. I mean, uh, I've, I've, I've witnessed on YouTube uh, a Doom mod where everyone was changed into Mario characters. You're fighting Goombas and, and, uh, and turtles and stuff. There's even one that changed them all to Pamela Anderson. It was I... the uh, early 90s. Okay, I didn't see that one, but all right. Late yeah, 90s? So, and, late ni- mid-90s. It was mid-90s. Okay. Yeah, no there one, there's, was a lot of silly mods. Yes, at this time, no one cared. Wait, right? because you forgot the most it, famous it was mod. You, uh, online gaming wasn't no, a we thing. we were discussing yet. the most famous mod. What? The most famous mod of Doom. Which is? Checks. Checks Serial actually had a uh, game given away in their cereal boxes. Um, where uh, you would actually like fight like the Soggies. Uh, wow. Checks. Let me get the uh, right name of the game. It's actually semi-famous now. Um, uh, was it Checks Quest? Yeah, Checks Quest was actually a non-violent version of Doom, where you basically like desogified stuff. But as it is a pretty straight conversion of Doom, just everything's in space now. There's no like demons. It's just like wacky looking aliens um family friendly and because it's such a a straight mod it's actually a really really great game cool it's actually very collectible now was given away free in check cereal awesome now uh no one cared about these because uh, online gaming wasn't a thing and you know you bought the game you played the game yourself and that was it you know i mean the, the only mods would affect you it wouldn't affect anyone's revenue stream you already paid money for the game and microtransactions that didn't exist yet, and you weren't playing against anyone, so fine, right? Yeah. Well, then, good. and then the modern game came in. Now, now you have uh, uh, you have an online uh, MMO type 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 games that mo- most games have have an online requirement now even. Which is annoying as all hell. Which is annoying as all hell. That's right. But now you have two different kinds of mods. You have server-side mods which affect how the game responds what actions it takes and changes gameplay depending on what mod you you choose like uh in 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 minecraft there's a there's like a dead shot mod where every every time you fire an arrow it hits your enemy in the head and it gets a crit and he dies that's crap that's just stupid then there's other mods on you know uh fortnite or you know, lo- lo- lots of FPS shooters where uh, it's all it's all headshots with with sniper rifles. Headshot, 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 headshot. Though those affect how the game plays for everybody. And then there's client side mods. Client side mods don't affect the gameplay at all. It just affects the client's experience of the game. It may change some textures. It may change the way your your ship looks change the way your your people look, change the way you see people, but no one else can see what you see. 
and it doesn't affect gameplay at all. All right, the, those are the those are the two mods I want to talk about. All right, now we move to the the uh, next slide. So there's there's the single player multiplayer got in there earlier. Uh, single player mod. The mods only affect the player obviously because you're playing by yourself. So any cheat mods like like you know the headshot mods or the or the you know uh, get rid of the fog of war mods. Well, you're not cheating anyone. You're cheating yourself out of the experience, but. You know, no harm, no foul, really. You're just playing by yourself. Who cares? But when you go in multiplayer, when you go online, these things get different. The server-side mods affects everyone's gameplay. If the fog of war disappears for you and no one else, you have a severe tactical advantage on everyone else playing. And that's cheating. You know, client-side mods still, the ones I'm talking about, still only affect the player. Now, uh... Uh, Max Liao made sure to have me mention that there is a World of Tanks mod that apparently is approved by 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 the World of Tanks company. Yeah, it changes out the textures on your computer, so like the critical hit areas are in red, and you know basically you see yes. how much damage you'll do for every area. Right, right. It it, it allows you uh, as an inexperienced player to instantly have the knowledge an experienced player would have if if he knew all of the tanks and all of their weaknesses. And they, for some reason, approve that. Personally, I would not. I'd say, hey, get the experience, noob. Learn how to play the game. Well, before that, people would just actually have a second screen going, and they would just look up whatever tanks they were against. Okay, whatever, you know? Until you learn it, you you get the rule book. Fine, okay, cool. Right, but what uh, um, the... the, uh... I mean, honestly, I'm on the side of I... If I was running the game, I'd probably say that's not right because it but i think the reason for that is if you're a new player and you're jumping into something like world of tanks which is so full of super experienced players and you're gonna end up in a match with some of them you are dead meat and you're gonna quit the game if you don't have a chance right right so maybe that's it maybe they want to continue their revenue stream by yeah you got to slightly evening the play field yeah yeah get, get, getting new players and having them be able to compete immediately right or even if, like, one... I know first you're going to be against other news, but as you start getting a little better, you're going to start getting matched against people who are way better, and that's just because they know where to shoot you. And so you need to figure that out real quick. So it's, it's like an intermediate step to becoming good, right. I think. Okay, now, uh, I looked up Stardock's EULA, because Stardock is the company for Sins of the Solar Empire Rebellion. And in Section 3, Subsection E, it said, You may not. Decompile, disassemble, reverse engineer, or modify the software or any portion of it, or make any attempt to bypass, unlock, or disable any digital rights management, protective, or initialization system of the software. Now, this is very broad, but what caught my eye is modify the software or any portion of it. So technically, any mod, client-side or server-side, by the EULA, is verboten. Well, maybe that depends on how it defines as what modifying the software is. No, no, no. I think it depends on whether EULA wants to make us think about it or not. Well, they made this specifically broad, a huge umbrella, and then if if someone tries to do something stupid like mod their game and resell the mod, right? That, to, that's to not going to strike gonna fly. them down from on high. Right. 
So I think the Legion Mitt channel is pretty safe. Yeah, because we're it, not doing that. Yes, and I'm only I'm only going to play in in single in single player mode. You know, and right. I'm I'm playing only mods that 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 affect the visual experience of the game, not any of the game mechanics. I'm not doing any of the mods where where oh, all the enemies have half damage or uh, uh, I can I, I Duncan can see... says, but since has a mod management UI built into it, right? That's why I'm thinking that. Yes, it does. It it does. Yeah, but but uh, it's a it's it's a dev only thing, and it has like oh you you can give yourself the entire tech tree right away. The only problem is you can't select just you. Everyone, all the all the all the NPCs playing the game will also get their entire tech tree. You can give yourself a billion credits. Everyone in the game will get a billion credits. That that that's the way that works. It's just it's just like a, a, a dev test. So you can cheat, but you're not actually getting an advantage. Now you can you can go ahead and hack some of the world files to give player one nine hundred thousand, you know, credits and nine hundred thousand crystal and nine hundred thousand metal to start out with. You can do that. That half the time breaks the game. He's not referring to that. He's talking about the UI that lets you turn on and off mod packs. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The, the, they actually have that in the game where you can turn the mods on and off. So I believe they just have this blanket thing, even though it says you're not allowed to engineer or modify the software or any portion of it. They only have that as a giant umbrella to strike anyone down who tries to be stupid. I, I don't think that's necessarily true because – Mods aren't like what they used to be. An old mod actually was modifying it. Nowadays, mods are just add-on content. At least this type of mod. Where like, oh look, we're going to be playing in Caveman, uh, Sins of Solar uh, Empire or whatever. Yeah. So that would just be, it's not you're not changing the files they have in there. It's actually going to be grabbing the files. Say, hey, use these instead. And that's. Okay, it, okay, okay. T technically, I, I I can see that. I can see that now. Uh, could that legally be called modifying the software? If they really wanted to shut you down, they could make know. the argument that that exactly, exactly. If they really wanted to shut right. it down, but they could make the if argument. they did that, it would like that'd be a genius. Like, well, what every other mod on there? Kind of like if you tried to sell your mod, they could say you don't own this. You can't, you can't do that. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You you don't you don't own the base content, so you, so you you can't sell right. a modification for it. Right. We, we we don't we don't we don't release the rights to you. Now, should they? you know, shut down a mod. Well, client side mods that don't give the player any advantage harms. No one you're playing multiplayer and you see, you know, uh, for, for the, for the Stargate example, you see you're playing earth ships and you, and, and you see uh, the enemy playing ghoul ships and this other enemy playing Asgard ships, but they, all the ships react the same as they would before. They just look differently then no, man. It's not affecting gameplay for anyone. Uh, Belner says it sounds more like they're even cost to smack the face you try to get financial gain or try to put some naughty content in there. Right, right, exactly. Right, right. yeah. yeah. Now, the uh, mods are usually made by fans to change the experience, not right. the gameplay. That's why most most companies don't have a big problem. Like or, like, like, or, like, 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 uh, like Duncan said, Stardock uh, in Sins of a Solar Empire has... Uh, a mod section in the options to where you can switch out mods. They don't have a problem with it unless you try and do something douchey. Right. And a lot of the mods, like you look at Skyrim is famous or the oh, Elder yes. Scrolls series for their mods. Oh. And a lot of the mods are built to address shortcomings in the base game. 
So it does technically modify gameplay, but is, you know, it's a they give you to the company gives you tools. So it's like, hey, mod it all you want. We don't care. Right. Um, right. Because you're not going online and competing, so they don't give a crap what unless, you do. Unless, unless the, the 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 modder tries to resell. Right. If they try to resell the something or or, or or decompile the code and make their own game out of it, that's different. Right. Exactly. But that's a lot different. of times, what it is is they're going to fix a lot of bugs there in the game that they either didn't catch or like it's too hard to fix screw it and so yep. they let the mod community fix those right now uh now the, the whole the whole eula thing uh i, I looked up a, a couple of eulas and many of them have this broad umbrella no changes of any kind many of them do and almost none of them are enforced almost none the reason being is because all of the all of the websites uh, well, if if you if you go on the Steam forums for any of these games, you you can find le- legitimate uh, mod websites where people upload their their mods, and if you know they're free to download. That's why the hammer hasn't dropped on anybody, because all all of these mods are free. There, no one's trying to sell it. No one, no one's trying to brand it as their own content. No one's doing that. But all of these EULAs are broad in scope and 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 broad in focus just in case some d back out there somewhere who will probably be russian tries to i i'm just saying russian because you know russians usually do douchey things and uh uh try and sell it as their own and then and then they they can legally bring a hammer down so I'm not going to worry about it. I don't think you should worry about it. Well, there actually was an EULA where they actually did collect people's immortal souls. Yes, you told me about that. That was an April Fool's Day joke. I'll let you, it, I'll let you explain that. Uh, GameStation, a uh, British software company, uh, game company, obviously, uh, collected back in 2010, April Fool's, 7,500 souls from unsuspecting customers. Uh, basically... Just a, it was a joke. They know people click through EULAs without looking at them. In an April Fool's joke, they actually put into their EULA or EULA by placing an order via this website on the first day of the fourth month of the year of 2010, Anno Domini. You agreed to grant us a non-transferable option to claim for now or forevermore your immortal soul. Should just exercise this option, you agree to surrender your mortal soul and may claim any soul you have on it within five, five working days of receiving written notification from GameStation.co.uk or one of its duly authorized minions. We reserve the right to serve such notice in six-foot letters of fire. However, we accept no liability or loss of any damage caused by such an act. If you A, do not believe you have an immortal soul, or B, have already given it to another party, or C, do not wish to grant us license, please click the link before to nullify the subclause and proceed with your, co- your transaction. And they said that actually... It was just a gag, but well, the 12% of customers who actually clicked on the link to not give up their soul were given a free five-pound voucher. Nice. Right. So it was all in good fun just for them to demonstrate, hey, you should read these. They're important. And obviously, you know, if they didn't want to collect, they have to serve it to you in the six-foot-high letters of fire, um, which is pretty funny. You know, they, they obviously it was written as a joke, but I do yeah. like how they actually went so far as, like, if you click the I, you cannot have my soul link. They gave you five pounds, which is like eight bucks, which is pretty cool. Yeah, it's maybe nice. nine bucks in the economy. And they didn't have to worry about it because they knew not almost no one would read the right. Only twelve percent of the people who did it. Yeah. So seven thousand five hundred people were like, "Whatevs." <laughs> so uh, 
the ULA usually is not that demonic, but it is something that you should at least glance through. I usually yeah. glance through them. Yeah. Well, 50% of the time, I glance through If you're playing a game, you've been playing for years, and they keep throwing Eulas, you're like, fine, whatever. Just let me get to my dude so I can kill peoples. You know. 32% of the Neverwinter download. Ooh. Ooh. Um, all right, well, that's all I've got. That's it. All right, that is it. Eulas are wacky. But that was a fun one. So, as always, make sure to check out Max Leo. He streams Thursdays and Fridays at Variety's Open to Suggestions. Uh, L.O. and T-Buffs, Ludric Teams with Heathen Dog, Noro, and uh, the Ghost of Elgarian's Computer. Woo! <laughs> Computing from beyond. Uh, last week it was Halcyon 6 and West of Loathing, which sounds like an interesting game. I've seen some stuff on that. Yeah, it's it's all it's all stick stick figure action. Yeah, it's yeah, same world as kind of like Kingdom of Loathing, but not but different. Because that's a MMO. Uh, tabletop RPG Earthdawn Swordmaster. Hopefully up on YouTube this week. Ooh, that sounds good. Yeah, he's gonna he's going to talk about uh, uh, Swordmaster. Uh, he he may even talk about it. Uh, you know, all of its changes between first and fourth edition. As well, <laughs> says his RNG has been doing a lot of cheerleading on Foundry Challenge. Finally getting into some building, but now apparently has to pay Neverwinter. Only if he wants to be cool. Only if you want to be cool. That's right. That's all I'm saying. And pom poms. Yay! Oh no, the gremlins! Ah, oh, God help us! Oh. <laughs> Gremlins got his computer. <laughs> right when he got it back, it was shipped with Gremlin installed. Yes, yes. Yeah, he actually did get his computer back. They said it was fixed, and then he immediately turned it on, and it broke again. So they just, you know, left the Gremlin inside and shipped it on back. Right. So here's yeah. the streaming schedule. Live your life by it, my friends. I do. Sunday, Nine Central, Team Put Never Winner, Heathen Dog, Carthon. Monday, Heathen Dog. Soma. Oh, broken computer time. On Thursday, you got Max Liao, and you also have Star Trek Online. Look at the times. Friday at noon, you got the team up with Looter Kings. That sounds fun. I wish I could see that. Well, I could watch we it later. We be a part of that. We need four people. I would like to be a part of it, but someone's, had, someone's got jobs, yo. Take a vacation day. Do it on my lunch break. <laughs> Take a vacation day. Um, and on Friday at 4, you got Soda hosting. We host it. At 8 Central on Saturday, it's the anime and the comics and the games in the live stream, which you are watching now because you are cool. So yes, thank you, everyone. Like, subscribe, comment, follow us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash through Twitter, twist at Legion Myth. We'll tweet you back. YouTube, youtube.com slash Myth. Or just go to YouTube. Look at Legion of Myth. It's there. Discord. And, of course, audio version, SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, music. Get in on that. As always, if you want to support Legion of Myth, you could do so through Patreon, patreon.com slash Legion of Myth. Streamlabs donations, we'll take that. We will take money in any form. We are not proud. A little proud. Uh, <laughs> Twitch.streamlabs.com slash Legion of Myth. You can get our gear at shop.spreadshirt.com slash Legion of Myth. Impress your friends, intimidate your enemies, find love in your Legion of Gear. Valdar cheered five. Woo! Thank you, Valdar. You can cheer like Baldahar through Twitch. The most direct way to let us know you like what's going on, and we'll keep doing it. Instant gratification. That's right. Thank you very much to all our fans and viewers. We appreciate all of your support. It's your support that lets this keep happening. So it's your fault. Remember, everyone, you have one life. Live it well. Live it dirty. And have a great journal and all.